from an absolutely stunning Sunday morning here in the Taksim neighborhood of Istanbul. So beautiful. I almost recorded this in my little garden, but there's a weird sound coming from my neighbor's yard. Anyway, it's a little show called Rough Sundays. Swing low, sweet carrier, coming for to carry me home. Swing low, sweet carrier, coming for to carry me home. Say I look over Jordan, and what did I see? Come for to carry me home A band of angels coming after me Coming for to carry me home Swing low, sweet chariot Coming for to carry me home Swing low Waller, swing low, sweet chariot. You know, I like to um, hang on a sip of coffee here. I like to record the show on Saturday nights and then kind of have it ready to go when I wake up on Sundays and then, you know, make coffee while listening to my own voice. But I, I had wanted to include Fats Waller. I'd been listening to a lot of Fats Waller this week and, um, I decided to, before recording the show last night, I, I decided to watch the the wonderful Be Kind Rewind uh, by Michelle Gondry. And I think we talked about that a few weeks ago. But uh, I watched Be Kind Rewind, and then I stayed up way too late watching other Michelle Gondry films after that. Uh, Eternal Sunshine and The Science of Sleep are what I watched last night. So I watched three Michelle Gondry films last night. And then I went to bed, sorry. But back to Be Kind, Rewind. I had forgotten, I had forgotten just what a, what a gem that was. You know, you've got Mia Farrow, Danny Glover, uh, most deaf, who, who is, I think, seriously uh, underrated as an actor. Um, what he did in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was, was phenomenal. 
So most deaf, uh, incredibly, seriously underrated. And Jack Black, who I consider to be the <laughs> opposite. But it, the movie, Be Kind Rewind, kind of centers around the probably untrue story of Fat Swaller uh, in New Jersey. And it's, it's just, it's such a wonderful film. Uh, kind of the homemade movies that they, if you've ever watched a Michel Gondry film, it's, it's just like watching an, an art student, you know, he, he makes his own kind of sets and things. But um, just the way they did the whole thing, um, the, 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 the pizza behind the head to make it look like a gunshot. And then there's just amazing montage of when they're having to homemade, 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 I guess I could say, sweeted is what they call it in the movies, but they have to make all these movies. And um, it's just wonderful. Anyway, here's my point, sorry. The Fat Swaller song that you just heard, uh, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, was on kind of one of the important moments in the film. And I had forgotten about it. And uh, I got to play that for you, a proper gospel song on a, what's supposed to be a gospel show, the show, instead of the one I was going to play. And I was going to play this, this really full-on fat swaller, talking to the crowd, making strange sounds, uh, just being a complete entertainer who fat swaller was. But the song I was going to play was a song called Viper, which is basically about smoking weed and and not paying rent. And it's an amazing track and you should listen to it. But this one, Swing Low, was what I love about it is that Fats was just, he was so restrained. Um, he was so unfat swaller in that song. And listen to it again to, to see what I'm talking about. Um, he, he respected the, the gospel and the holy nature of that, you know. And you can hear a few times, if you re-listen to Swing Low, you can hear he, 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 almost, he almost becomes Fats. But uh, but he keeps it um, he keeps it holy he keeps it respectful and I really really like that anyway. It's a show called Rough Sundays, and I'm Erica Queen. And last week we had we had an incredibly special guest from the Congo, Ben. Who um, I'll tell you what um, I'll tell you how that turned out right after a little Marion Williams goodness.
Lionel Hampton, and Oscar Peterson. Love for Sale. That's a good Sunday morning track, isn't it? Anyway, rough Sundays. And I didn't mean to um, keep you hanging on about Ben. Sorry, super coffee. I didn't mean to keep you hanging on about Ben, but that Oscar Peterson track just kind of floats so nicely with the Marion Williams. I didn't want to. I didn't want to interrupt the groove. So yes, if you remember, we had a fella named Ben on last week to talk about Congolese music, and he did this. Uh, he did this wonderfully. So he he brought in music that people have been asking me about all week. And he somehow did this. He somehow took part in the show uh, in the middle of being illegally evicted from his home. Uh, he and his family of four others, he has three three children and his wife, refugees in South Africa. So we thought, hey, let's, let's, let's bring him on the show and uh, he can talk to us about Congolese music and we can open up the tip box and see if we can't you know, thank him for all the work he's done bringing this music to us. And... Um, I'm happy to to say that we raised enough for a month's rent and then some <laughs> to the point where it's a terrible thing to admit but you know I I said look I'll you know I'll match 10% on on top of whatever was raised <laughs> and <laughs> towards the end of the week I was starting to go oh will I be able to honor that but uh no thank you 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 have touched the lives of people that you will never meet halfway across the world and in a different hemisphere, like pretty much as far away from you as you could physically get. And, uh, we were able to, I don't want to say help. I want to say, I want to say, thank the, the person who made the show possible. Um, you know, back in the day when I was producing, how much would I have given this guy to just bring five tracks in it? I would have given it a lot of money if I would have had it, because it was a fantastic show. Um, but I do have to say, you know, when, when the show came out, I did have this day of, I don't want to say it was self-loathing. I don't want to say it was um, worry. Well, it was worry. Um, you know, I've been coming up with, with little projects and ways of raising money for my adventure for for decades. In fact, I can, I can, I can tell you the cafe I was in. Um, I was in Syria and I was running out of money and I just decided to go on my Flickr and, and sell photos, you know, so I could, so I could end up getting to Ethiopia. Um, and that was decades and decades ago. So I've been doing it for a while and, you know, it's fun and I do need, you know, the money that I'm raising, but I'm, I'm never really truly dire, you know, I might go hungry for a day or so, but that's fine. But I, I, I've never... I've never stared down that barrel of a gun of of being a refugee family and um, really just getting screwed by the system and and nowhere to go. I've never seen that, and so I hoped, um, yeah, I guess I hope that 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 been in a situation wouldn't be how to say. This. I, I was hoping that he been in a situation wouldn't be passed over because of oh, you know, Eric doing something else to ask for money. And that is a horrible thing to think, and it's a horrible thing to feel. But you all did, you know. You kind of look past oh, Queen's constant fundraising, and and you helped somebody out who 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 deserved it. So thank you. Um, so yes, we we have the money. 
it's now turning in a bit of a thing to to get it to him. I shouldn't laugh. I'm laughing because it's a good problem to have. But I went into this just stupidly going, all right, cool, Ben. Uh, what's your PayPal? And he's like, sorry. <laughs> Pay- I'm like, okay, well, bank account. And I'd forgotten through all of this, even though it centered around them being refugees, that that I couldn't just PayPal them. The, the, you know, the, the system isn't set up yet to help refugees out like this. So uh, that's what we've been doing this week. And that's what we're going to do this coming week is finding a way to get them the money. So it, it is a good problem to have. And um, anyway, once more, thank you. Back to the music, though. And you know what I realized this week? I realized we have never, ever played the great Sandy Shaw. And we need to fix that. Venus must have heard my plea. She has sent someone along for me. Somebody to call mine And at last he's come along Baby, all nothing can go wrong We meet every night at eight And I don't get home till late I say to myself each day Baby, oh, long, long live life Must be the greatest thing I know now I sing a sing Of the moon and stars above How I love to be in love We meet every night at eight And I don't get home till late I say to myself each day Baby, oh, long, long live love I'm more than sure Since love come I don't want more than to kiss him every night Makes everything alright We meet every night at eight And I don't get home till late I say to myself each day Baby, oh, long, long live love Sandy Shaw, one of the, I think one of the most popular British female singers of all time. Uh, you know her from, oh, this is all right, you write things to hang on a second. Um, help my coffee. Ah, always something there to remind me. That's it. She was the, she was basically the lady who made that song into what it was. I think it was originally done by Burt Bacharach, I think. But Sandy Shaw is... 
if you're looking for like a good summertime outdoorsy, Sandy, Sandy, Sandy's your gal. Um, anyway, show called Rough Sundays. For whatever reason, New York has been on my mind this past week. And I don't know why. I don't, I mean, it was, it was my home for a while. Brooklyn, that is, because I'm cool, right? But it's a strange place to, it's a strange place to have in mind. And I know that sounds strange um, because it's New York. But I don't miss New York like so many others do who live there. I, I mean, I miss the food, of course. I miss my friends. I miss the little dive bars we used to go at and the brownstone there in Park Slope that I shared with six other people. But I never miss New York. Um, I miss New Orleans. I miss Paris, but I don't, I don't miss New York. But uh, for whatever reason, and I, can't, I, I cannot tell you what, what maybe he's thinking about Fats Waller and, 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 you know, Harlem and all that. I don't know. But anyway, I got thinking miss New York, and that got me, like I said, missing my friends. And missing one friend in particular, a fellow by the name of Chris Noble. And Chris, how to explain Chris? Chris and his dad are straight out of a, a, like a Somerset mom novel, you know? Uh, Fitzgerald would have been the, the easy choice, but I think that's too easy. So let's say Somerset mom. Um, both well-dressed, both theater buffs, like Broadway nerds. Um, John Noble, who's Chris's dad, is uh, a well-known actor in his town. They're, they're never seen without a martini and a story and a joke just entertainers um, and old school entertainers. Like they know how to, to sit down and tell a story. Just just these captivating type people. But, um, oh, here's a story. A great story about how to, just what a wonderful orator uh, Chris is, especially in a pinch. I had my, I had my book launch in, uh, where were we? Where were we? Alphabet City, I think. Uh, weirdly, it was a, it was a, Turkish run bar, if I'm thinking. No, it wasn't. It was a place called Sunburnt Cow. Another friend of mine, Timmy, started a a bar and an Australian uh, restaurant there. So anyway, it was uh, it was my book release. It was my book signing, and I was there with all my friends because <laughs> those are the only people that bought the book to this day, sadly. But um, you know, I'm okay talking to people. I've, I've done the radio thing and the TV thing and the, my father is a very well-known speaker as well. But for whatever reason, when it came time to say something in front of the crowd that was there to pay money for what I had written, so I shouldn't have been nervous, but I, I froze. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything. I had, I, I had nothing. I didn't know where to start. I got petrified. And it felt like, it felt like five minutes. It may have only been 15 seconds of me just nervously looking down into my gin and tonic where Chris Noble just took over, you know, um, and, 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 and made it a great book signing. And so anyway, that, that's the story about Chris. So I got thinking about Chris and I got thinking about, there was this tiny, tiny little smoky karaoke bar. And I want to say it was in the West Village, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. I have no idea if it's still there. I should find out. But anyway, that's that's we we would hit that a couple of times, and Chris would you know my thing was 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 Purple Rain by Prince, but Chris would kindly wait until I was done, so I didn't have to follow him in his performance. He would belt out "That's Life" 
by Frank Sinatra and just kill it. Like, like what I've told you so far should be no surprise that Chris Noble would kill a song by uh, Sinatra. So I wanted to play that. Not Chris's version because it's incredible and, well, you just end up moving to New York and wanting to hang out with Chris Noble, as you should, as you should with his father, John Noble, upstate, I think he is. But uh, I, I don't want to play the, the Chris Noble version. I don't want to play the version of That's Life You've Heard a Gazillion Times by Frankie Sinatra. But I do want you to hear That's Life, wonderfully covered by the late, the great James Brown.
dark there at the end, didn't it? Jeez, James, with your little razor going down to the bar. Speaking of uh, dark and James Brown, this is even darker. I had fourth row tickets. One, two, three, fourth row to see James Brown when I was living in Shanghai. This was 2006. And I was like, nah, you know, like you never, you never want to see your 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 humans or your heroes fallible you never want to see you never want to see their armor pierced do you i want james brown to be the you know james brown the same reason i wouldn't go see dylan uh you know you're not going to get blood on the tracks when you're, you're like, like do they even know where they are really i know that's terrible so so i said uh, somebody else can have my tickets i don't want to i don't want to see james brown hobbling around on stage um, so I gave the tickets away. This was, I want to it was, it was a spring of 2006. He passed not, uh, long thereafter. Shanghai, I think was one of his last two shows, last three shows. So nice work, Eric, your, your little self-righteous stance on why you wouldn't go see the godfather of, uh, how'd that work out for you? Anyway, end of the show, and um, I always, I, I always, I, I tell you, I beg you to send me good stuff. Um, not only does it make my life easier, but I, I like, I'm really tough to be shown new music. Uh, that probably doesn't surprise anybody, but when it comes from you, somebody who I know. Like I said, only friends bought the book and only friends listen to this podcast. So I pretty much know each and every one of the 12 people listening here. But um, I, I I will listen if uh, you meet my two super arrogant criteria of listening to the show and knowing what the show is about. So anytime you send me stuff, I will listen to it. And I have uh, heard some amazing stuff. But uh, this past week, my, my dear friend Kirsten came through with what has become a bit of an unhealthy obsession. In fact, I'd rather not admit how much I'm stalking this lady we're about to play. Do you know Valerie June? Goodness. She, oh, she, she's from Tennessee. And she is doing this. It's like a, it's like a mix of gospel and bluegrass and folk and Americana. 
she calls it organic moonshine roots music, which, okay, you already can tell what a wonderful, amazing person this is. And she is. She is incredible. Valerie June, absolutely incredible. So incredible that if, here's a funny story tying in Bob Dylan. A couple years back, people ask who Bob Dylan, who he was listening to. It's Valerie June. And it's just her music and her persona and her hair and her voice and just the way she brings it all together. It is, it is, it is fantastic. It is wonderful. Um, and her voice, like her speaking voice, her, her, her Tennessee draw. To understand what I'm talking about, I want to I play you this tiny clip of an interview uh, of her just, just, just talking about her hobbies. I'm constantly looking for clothes. Living on the road, it's really easy. If I get into a town, every day I do a walk. And a lot of the venues are, you know, they're in hip areas. So I'm on my walk, and I have a wandering eye when it comes to clothes. And I'll be like, wait a minute, there's a cool vintage shop. I have to go in there. And I just go in and dig, dig, dig real quick. And every once in a while, I'll find a jewel. And I get bored at home on the weekend, and I just start pulling out a bunch of clothes. Might make a cup of tea or have a little whiskey and just put on records and get dressed in different outfits. And it's so much fun. Don't tell anybody that's what I do. <laughs> and so when you're like, what's Valerie June doing this weekend? She's not playing. Well, I'm probably at home having a fashion show. <laughs> a part a little whiskey and having a fashion show. I love you, Valerie June. Like dangerously close to, to Marissa Tomei and Nigel Lawson and Sazzy Beats and Audrey Hepburn type love. Absolutely in love. Valerie June. After the show, just just put on any of her tracks, and um, it's just it's a guaranteed wonderful day. So anyway, prepare yourself for some magic. It's Valerie June.
like that doesn't even it's you know how we we're talking about like Michelle Gondry, right? Be kind, rewind, and you just you want to sit somebody down with with somebody who you love, and just say, okay, no, but then you have to then you have to watch this, then you have to watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and and uh, no, no, then Science of Sleep, you know, kind of the same way with Valerie June. Like I played you one track, I would have played you eight tracks if I could, but get into Valerie June. Uh, I think you're going to be hearing a lot from the. I mean, if you hearing a lot, Bob Dylan already said he's who she she is who he's listening to. So anyway, uh, a reminder, I said this last week and I was able to do it, which makes me happy. You know, I have to buy all these MP3 tracks, which just seems so archaic, by the way, like downloading MP3 tracks. But uh, it's a high quality show we're running here and I'm not just going to screen record them. Uh, but I do, I do buy all the tracks and for whatever reason, if you just want to keep them or whatever, let me know. I'll send you the tracks. Um, this isn't some side gig. This isn't my Turkish towels. Like, I really, I have these MP3 files, and if you would like to have these MP3 files for whatever reason, let me know. Send them to you. My treats. And that's pretty much it for this week's show. I'm going to go sit in my garden, look at the blue sky, drink a lot of coffee, try to figure out what that noise is coming from my neighbor so I can record next week in the garden. And, uh, yeah, subscribe if you haven't. Spotify Google and Amazon and all that. You know what you know what to do by this point, right? Okay, see you later.